98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo starts now. now. Straight up to his law. On this Friday afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show. Here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, we are live from the Auction Community Studios. My name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, the very angry John Gambadoro here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Hi, Gambo! Burnsy, what's going on? I was reminding Gambo of the oh, time we God. were once doing a remote from a grocery store in the Desert Ridge area when the Yankees uh, either lost the game or like fell behind early in the game. Gambo took a pair of, I'm guesstimating, like three or $400 headphone-microphone combination, yeah. just chucked it across the grocery store and broke it. He was so mad about the Yankees. I There's fear- not a person listening that hasn't broken something over watching one of their favorite teams. 100%. 100%. It's not a person listening. You, you're, you're, not, you're not alone it's in nobody's this. Nobody's listening. Just, everybody's I just, broken something. I'm warning the audience, and really, if I'm being honest, I'm warning more myself. Yeah. That at some point, there could be like, I'm trying to look and see what's in your oh, vicinity. You geez. could throw in my direction. Oh, oh is that God. a double over the head by Naylor? Oh, oh duck! Boy. That iced tea's coming straight for you. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's throwing something at me today. Um, something's getting broken. It's 4-2 Cleveland. It's not an elimination game. It's just the, the, the Guardians can tie up the series one game. We're in the 10th inning, though. Oh, we're in the 10th inning. Yeah, so it's looking like this series is going to be tied 1-1. And then the National League Divisional Series is underway. Uh, game three between the Braves and the Phillies, and that one is that series is tied one one. The game is scoreless right now, and of course, and we're going to get into much more depth about this in the very next segment of the show. Uh, Want to mention right off at of the outset here, James Connor. We just heard the the Sports Center update yes. from Eric. Yeah. James Connor ruled out. Uh, he will not play. Daryl Williams ruled out. He will not play. It's going to be the Eno and Keontae show this weekend in Seattle. Rodney Hudson is a game-time decision, so we'll dig deeper into those injuries, what it means, and the guys that they were going to rely on to fill in at the running back position against Seattle. But if we've got something better than that to lead the show with, let's tell you what it is right now here at 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. And that is the latest from the Phoenix Suns. The season opens on Wednesday against the Dallas Mavericks. On Monday, it's the deadline to offer Cam Johnson a contract extension. I believe 3 o'clock in the afternoon. On Monday is the deadline. Jay Crowder remains untraded. And and I know today on Twitter, just to kickstart the conversation, there was a tweet from Sham Sharani that Kemba Walker's getting cut by the Detroit Pistons. And I saw immediately, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't believe the Suns are going to have any interest in Kemba Walker from what I'm hearing, that he's not going to be a target for them. You know, anytime a big name, you know, a veteran name not like that comes up, you know, people are going to ask Kemba Walker, could be a could he be a good backup point guard? He's a veteran guy. But from what I'm hearing, that, that Kemba Walker will not be a target for the Phoenix Suns when he is officially uh, waived and let go by the Detroit Pistons. So 
Suns are finalizing their roster right now. Big decision is whether it's going to be 14 or 15 guys. You've got the Jay Crowder trade, which we'll talk about in just a second. But that's where they are right now. I do not expect them to kick the tires on Kemba Walker from what I've heard. And uh, right now, outside of the Jay Crowder trade and the Cam Johnson extension, it's finalizing this roster and whether they go with 14 guys or 15 guys. Um, Just an opinion on Kemba Walker? Yeah. There are some names that I mind more than others. I don't mind that much that they're not that interested yeah. in Kemba Walker. I, I can't play any defense. I, I look. I they need an answer. They need something more steady than campaign. I mean, that's nothing. That's not exactly breaking sports news first, right? I mean, I think we all would agree that campaign. There's a lot riding on his shoulders going into this year, and I'm not quite sure he can carry that burden this year. So I'd like to see other options. I don't think it's Kemba Walker. I, I'm fine with them not pursuing Kemba Walker. No, but he's I, got knee problems. He doesn't. That hasn't been very healthy. So, you know, you, you, there's a lot of questions of whether he can hold up physically. If you need depth at point guard, you know, there's probably other guys that are going to come up and, and be more ava- be available that are better options than him. Yeah, so no on Kemba Walker. Okay. Jay Crowder. Let's talk about what's going on with Jay. Because Several options available right now for trade. Several options available for trade. Uh, they could make, you know, I, I don't think anything is imminent right now. Uh, my understanding is that they, this could drag out. It could drag out longer if they don't pull the trigger on one of these trades. They're not afraid to have it drag out to December if that's what it takes for other guys. But there are options. None of them would be like considered like great options at this point, but there are several offers on the table. Uh, you know, decent offers, and you know, maybe you hold out and somebody throws in an extra pick or something or something else that you like, but there are teams that there are teams right now that do have offers on the table for Jay Crowder. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. I want this done by the time the regular season starts. I know starts. you do. I know you do. Well, I think you yeah. do, too. I mean, yeah. we talked about this yesterday. I, I, I don't think I'm alone on this one. I think you do, too. They don't have a deal right now that they would make. There are offers on the table, but they don't have a deal at this point that they... Now, if somebody sweetens the pot and says, okay, listen, here's the second-round pick. I'll throw something else in. You sweeten the pot a little bit. Maybe a deal gets done. The Suns, you know, also, like I said, they, they, they're they going to be patient through this, as they have been for three weeks now. They've been patient. But there are definitely there is definitely interest from more than one team, and there are offers that are out there that if they decided to pull the trigger on the deal, they'd be able to do. Patience it. is not a problem for the Phoenix Suns. They have plenty of patience under James Jones. They've there whether it's trade deadlines, whether it's you know free agency. Patience has been. I mean, this has been this offseason. That patience honestly has been. It's not all their fault necessarily, but the the Kevin Durant situation, the Jay Crowder situation, right? There's been a lot of the trade deadline last year where you're kind of wondering what they were going to do and how active they were going to be. They are nothing if not patient. I, I think, and this is, you know, I, I understand you're doing the Gambo thing and you're making the calls and you're finding out the information just as an opinion. I, I still believe that the best option for them is to do a deal before the season starts. I, I just don't know how much longer you want to go into the season with Jay Crowder not playing, with your bench thin, with the temptation to play your starters more than you'd ever want to early in the season because you don't trust your bench. Maybe you sacrifice a few of those games early in the season yeah. because you, you need to find out about your bench and what you've got, and maybe that means you don't get the quality minutes out of them you'd like. I'd really like to get a deal done with Jay Crowder before the season yeah, 
starts. Yeah. I'd really like to. I'm going to go to Jordan Clarkson here. We talked about whether they, you know, whether the Suns would give up a first for Jordan Clarkson. I don't believe that they will. I don't think that they would, you know, be willing to give up that first round pick to go get Jordan Clarkson. There's a reason Jordan Clarkson's been available for three months and nobody signed him. He's a good player, former six man of the no year. No one's traded for him. 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 No one's traded for him at this point with him being available. Nobody has traded for him. So I think it would have to, for, for them to get him, the price would have to come down on what the Jazz would want. What do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, I always, you know, when, when guys are available and nobody wants to give up that, there's always something there that we just don't know. You always think about it like that. Like, like, like why, why is that guy still unsigned? There's got to be something to that. There's got to be a reason why, you know, Jordan Clarkson, former sixth man of the year, nobody wants to give up even a first for him. Why? Why is, I mean, you give up a first, you have him on your team. There's a reason. I don't know what that is, but there's always a reason. And as you get to it and you kind of figure it out and more and more teams don't want to do that. There's definitely something about his game or something about him. He's a good kid, but it must be something about his game that people feel like, look, I'd rather hang on to my first. I, I mean, just from a basketball standpoint, I think he'd be a great addition. I, I, I think yeah. he would he would add so much of what they're missing. All right, and finally, um, Monday's the deadline. I yes. think it's 6 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern, 3 o'clock Arizona time for a Cam Johnson contract extension. I know Bobby Marks wrote about this extensively today on ESPN.com. What are you hearing about that? Still talking. Still talking. They, are, they do not have a deal in place as of right now, but the negotiations are ongoing. They're going to continue to talk and and try to get something done. I think both sides would like to get something done. Uh, there are no hang-ups, though. There are no, like, if, you, if they want to get a deal done, they can get a deal done. There isn't an ownership issue here. Oh, okay, that's and what a you meant change by in, A change okay. in ownership that would prevent them from doing a deal. So 75, 80, 85, 90, 95, 100 million dollars if the Suns decide that they want to get a deal done, the powers that be right now, they could get that deal okay. done regardless of the potential ownership change that's coming. Honestly, that's a big relief for me to yes. hear that. Yes. I so mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big relief. If that's not, not a, a factor. factor, okay, good. I, f- I feel better. Now, yes, them, no agree- factor. them agreeing on a number, okay, that becomes a factor. Um, but if that, if ownership and the uncertainty around ownership isn't a factor in all of this, okay, good. Because that, that needed to be that needed to be addressed. We, we, we needed to know that the Suns are going to be able to conduct their business like a normal basketball team when they're in the middle of this Chris Paul championship window. And knowing that they weren't going to be able to do that because we were unsure of who was signing the checks or anything like that, that would have been a terrible hang-up to have to deal with over the course of a season. Um, and the last is just the roster as they just try to decide do you do you keep Timothy Luau Cabarro, the shooting guard, or do you op- keep a roster spot open? They'll either keep 14 or 15, kind of finalizing that right now as to what so the rest of you know the rest of the roster is pretty set with the two way contracts with Ish and Dwayne. I think it's just a decision on TLC and whether they decide to keep him as as their fifteenth guy or hold that roster spot open. Text your thoughts. The FanDuel text line is open right now at six twenty six twenty. Now when we come back here on the Burns and Gambo show, the Arizona Cardinals beat up in the running back room. Who is going to step up in this moment against Seattle? That's next on the Burns and Gambo show. Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Don't think it's a surprise, but it was confirmed today by Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, he'll be out. James and Daryl both be out. Prater out, and uh, Trayvon will be out as well. 
Those four guys. James Conner, Darrell Williams, the running back position, Matt Prater at kicker, which we already knew, uh, and Trayvon Mullen Jr., who we, we've barely seen Trayvon Mullen Jr. since the Cardinals gave up, what was it, a fifth Round. Yeah, it's a sixth. That could be a sixth fifth, round. Right? That could be a fifth. Okay, yeah. that what it was. Yeah, we've barely, we've barely seen him. Um, did Connor even have a shot to play? This is Cliff Kingsbury from earlier today. No, not this week. Hopefully next week, but we'll see. Now, see, I gotta think. I gotta think that having a Thursday night game so close to a Sunday, like you just you have to you have to factor you that into your decision making. Right. right, you're probably not playing. You both. have to choose one. Let yeah. me give you a few extra days. Yep. You have to, and yeah. you have to pick one. You have yeah. to, when he's banged up like that, you have to mm-hmm. choose. We can either bust our ass and get you ready for Sunday, and know you're not going to be available on Thursday, or sit tight, not have you Sunday, and hope that you're available on Thursday. That Thursday night game changes how you get injured guys ready to go because I think sometimes you have to choose this game or the other game. Yeah, right? I think so. And you know, I think that they feel that they've got depth at the running back spot. And playing a team that can't stop the run. So I think all that probably factors in in a decision to go with what they have. But I can't wait to see the kid play, the rookie from USC and Eno. And, you know, we've got a, you know, how many carries are they going to get and how much success they they should have success against that defense. They're not very good at stopping the run, so it should be a successful day for them. Yeah. How, who are you more excited to see? Um, To be honest with you, the USC kid. Really? Yeah, because I just, you know. Uh, well, I haven't seen him yet. I mean, I've seen Eno. I like Eno. I think Eno's a nice player, but I'm, I'm more excited to see Keontae play. Does he have the potential to be a, you know, a great back? You don't know. I mean, they, they obviously kept five for a reason. They didn't expose him. They didn't put him on the practice squad and say, if somebody wants him, they can grab him. They liked him enough. They just had a lot of depth there. Well, he wasn't going to get his opportunities, but he may get an opportunity now. I want to see what he can do. Yeah, I was listening to Wolf and Luke. And by the way, happy birthday, uh, Wolf. We, they, they played our greeting uh, at 1230, the one in which you insisted that Ron should retire <laughs> at the age of 60. Um, of course, people are asking me what we're going to do for your 60th birthday. And I'm like, if Gambo goes by plan, he's going to be retired. Right by there, the like a month 60, later. So. Like a month later. Like a month after? Yeah, I'm 56 next month, and then, you know... So I just signed my last contract here, so once that contract's over, I'm done. So that's it. So you won't be 60 when you retire, right? I would just, I would just hit it. <laughs> all that means I gotta do yeah. something now, right? It's just the, all, that's if I pick up the fourth year option. Uh, all, all I'm hearing is... I've got a plan. We have a now. retirement party and a birthday party that oh, yeah. we have to plan. Oh, yeah, I'm hoping Gambo's ready to spring for America on that one. That's a lot of jerseys that we're going to get customized. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm not going past 60, man. I got things to do and places to go and people to see. Because if there's one thing we established, Gambo wants nothing more when he retires than jerseys from all the teams with 98 oh, seven God. on the back of them. And I'm Gambo, just, I'm leaving him we, here. We've we've established that's come what, on the purple sunburst, Gambo. Oh, if you, if you give me a, don't get me a jersey. <laughs> also, I heard a conflicting report. It was a mutual option, not a player option. Uh, so we'll have to double check that. Oh out. well, yeah, oh, they, they they might have decided they don't want around. Yeah, I, 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 I but I'm, well, that'll be it. I, 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 it might be a year earlier, but we'll see. <laughs> well, see the, if, if we have to plan, I, I was listening to Wolf and Luke earlier today. It might be three years. And Wolf brought up a good point. We've got our over under yeah. out there on Eno and how many carries and how many yards. And I think if I remember right, I set the over under on carries at seventeen and a half, and I was. Was it sixteen and a half? And what are you pointing at me for? Just, just 
Uh, 17 and a half? Okay, seven, 16 and a half. 16 and a half and 74 and a half? Okay, Wolf, uh, he didn't specifically reference the over-under on Eno, but he, he doesn't think Eno's going to get a ton of carries. And the argument he made was kind of sound. Number one, they want to take a look at Keontae. Number two, it's not like James Conner's been getting a ton of carries, you know, as the primary back. They've really been Because they're playing it. from behind, Olin. Well, there's, there's, down 14, nothing. Nobody's getting a ton of carries. Well, that's true. He's behind. That's true. Play from in front. We'll see a ton of carries. But, but well, I, I don't I don't know if when you're that thin at running back, do you want to give Eno 20 carries in this game? What if he gets hurt? Now you're really screwed well, for Thursday night. you've got Keontae, night. and then you've got, uh, right. you're going to bring up Cora Clement from the practice squad. <laughs> veteran guy. Yeah, veteran guy who we just got done talking a second ago about guys who are available, and they're available for a reason. Okay. Corey Clement was available for a reason. Let's not make it sound like he's going to come in here and save this Cardinals offense. You think that they would limit, like if you can play I, from ahead, you're going to run the football. I think they would mix Eno and Keontae. That's the point. Okay. That's yeah. the point, yeah. that they would mix their carries so, you know, so as get not too much. to get one guy too much of a burden. Yeah, in that case was the Con- point. Yeah, okay. in I would have finished Connor- that. You lost your mind a second ago. Well, I, mean, I was going to finish that point. They're always playing from behind. They don't run the ball a whole lot. They don't run the ball. They don't run the ball. They're 40 nothing before and, and you gee, What a surprise. Gambo losing his mind coincided perfectly with the final out of the Yankees-Guardians oh, games. Can't imagine the two are correlated in any regard. Angry. You are a very angry man. Aaron Judge is not of a hit. You're very is Paul Goldschmidt in the playoffs? Keontae Ingram, uh, this is Cliff Kingsbury today. The moment doesn't seem too big for him, you know, since day one. Just when he touches the ball, has good vision, plays downhill, plays like he belongs, carries himself like he belongs, and that's where we're going to end up keeping him. So uh, it'll, it'll be moving fast, I'm sure. You know, first NFL game experience, but he'll, uh, he'll step up. Can't wait. I can't wait to see him. Let's see what he could do. You might have something special here. You don't even know it, you know? Sure. It's like, might. you know, it's... it's you know, opening up that present, you just have no idea what it is. You know, yeah. so I think that's the thing. I want to see what the kid can do if he gets some opportunities and breaks them. They loved them. They loved them. Oh, they did. Don't you think though, if he was showing it in practice? No, I don't. You don't what? Think that he would have played already? You don't think he would have played already? No. You don't I mean, think they would have? This team's history with younger guys and playing and uh, probably I not. No. If he was, if he was kicking butt in practice, I would think we'd have at least had, get a got a sniff of him. You know, that I mean, he would have been active over somebody else for an opportunity to give him a touch here or two if he was all that in practice. I would have thought we would have seen him in a game by now. I'm more excited about Eno. I, I, I just think Eno, man, partially because he's the ASU kid, partially because he's the local kid, partially because the last time we saw him get a bunch of carries, he ran all over U of A in that game a few years ago. I'm excited about Eno because I, I think, A, he is going to get the bulk of the carries, and B, I think he's really worked hard to get to this point to try to be the guy in this moment, right? You know, the devil you know versus the devil you mm-hmm. don't. I'm a little more excited about the devil I know on this one because I think he's going to be the main guy. Well, to your point, if Cotter and Williams can't come back for Thursday, you may not want to run Eno into the ground in this game anyway because you're going to come back and play four days later so you may not want to run into Eno into the ground with 25 carries if Connor and Williams don't come back you may rely on him a lot more so I think you might see more of a split in carries knowing that they've got a game on Thursday. There was also an update on Rodney Hudson. Well, we're going to see game day decision. I mean he, he did some limited stuff today but we got to see how it feels Sunday when we move him around. And then a quick question, quick answer. Does Thursday play any role on whether Hudson is going to play in this game on Sunday or not? Uh, no. If he can go, he'll go. Hmm. No, mm. if he can go, he'll go. If he can go. go, he'll go. Okay. But if he goes, then I really got to wonder if he's available on Thursday. Like, I, I, I got to wonder if Cliff 
has to choose again. It's he my, barely practices I, I, at this point. I know, and it's going to be like this all year. Oh yeah, Bernie she said it, it this week. It's yep. going to be like this all year yep. with Rodney Hudson. Get yep. ready. I mean, it's going to be. I almost feel like you can take this Cliff Kingsbury Rodney Hudson soundbite and just play it on a loop every Friday. Well, we're going to see game day decision. I mean, he, he did some limited stuff today, but we got to see how it feels Sunday when we move him around. If you just would have drafted DK Metcalf, then you wouldn't have to pay Hollywood Brown, and you have Taylor Lindbaum on the team right now. If I Linda Barm, you'd have some butts were candy center. and nuts. It'd be Christmas every day. My goodness, uh, a lot of hypotheticals there, Gambo. They got to they 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 got to get a center. They're going to have to get a center right now. We're just going to patchwork this thing and hope Rodney Hudson can get you through the season. Yeah. Um, well, look, this is this is why you kept five. I'm talking back the running back situation now. The offensive line, uh, they've done a good job this year, right? A very good job. Yeah. I saw a note today just talking. Uh, you know, Johnny uh, Vetterbill does a nice job. Said through five games, Cardinals' offensive lines allowed only seven sacks. They've also paved the way for 140. 14 rushing yards on the ground, 4.3 yards per carry. So their offensive line has has done a good job, even with guys being banged up and shuffling guys around. Like Their offensive line has been good, but it has been good for a few years now. It's been like a solid unit. I mean, they, these guys have played together for a while. They know each other. Um, it's not it's not the best offensive line in the NFL, but it's like it's it's a it's an upper tier offensive line. They get the job done. Yeah, your rushing yards per game at 114, very middle of the road, kind of right in the middle of the NFL. NFL yards per carry again very middle of the road and and like the yards per carry one is the one I look at a little bit more here for the point that you made at the beginning of the segment okay yards per game probably gonna get a little skewed they've been behind every single game they've played 306 minutes of football this mm-hmm. year they've had the lead for 11 and a half of them so they're not the yards per game I expect to be low the yards per carry and they are right in the middle they are, I mean, just right smack dab. 4.3 is very average in the NFL. So we'll see what they can do against the Seattle defense. And that's the other thing to factor into this, man. That Seattle defense is bad, bad, bad when it comes to defending the run. Just I know. awful. And that's why if they can, man, if they could just get a lead and then run the football on them, I think you can have a very successful day. I think the Cardinals are going to be, I, I, they have success there. They won five out of their last seven in Seattle. I believe that's the number. Five yes. out of their last seven in Seattle. They don't mind playing there. All right, more on this game coming up. Four key individual matchups to keep an eye on in this game. We'll look at the big ones next on the Burns and Gambo Show. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. Hi, right, Mr. Ruby's here with us on this Friday with, I would assume, our traditional Friday poll question. I'm sorry, I haven't looked at the Twitter page no, yet. No, you assume we'll... correctly. It is a tradition here. That is one of them. And then we also have another one, courtesy of our own uh, John Gambador. The, the, the Gambo special. Uh, yeah, the Gambo special on a Friday afternoon. So you know, you know what comes when Gambo comes up with it. Now that is a poll question. On cue. Exactly. Well over. Exactly. Machine. Yes, I liked my poll question. <laughs> you, right. oh, you, have you never not liked your poll question? No. Uh, huh. um, let's start with that let's one. Let's start then. with that let's one. Just, <laughs> let's let's, let's if, get the. If we're putting this damn thing on a pedestal, yeah. I mean, let's, let's just. I'm not like that. I'm a humble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Keep, keep ragging me. You'll miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> we're going to not have so any good poll me. questions. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, let's read this one. We love you, Gamble. If you I, take li- it well. if, if I listen to the show, I'll just send you guys, hey, you guys should use this for a poll question. <laughs> I'm listening to you, you guys. Mean, no way you're listening to the show. If you listen to the show? Yeah, I'll be like, you, you know. mean when you retire, you might not listen to the show? It'll be 10 o'clock in Italy at this time. I was about to say, he's got other things he's got to be doing. The show starts, it's going to be 10 o'clock at night. Straight up 10 o'clock. I might be jacked on lemon cello. Wow. When you retire, you're going to start drinking. That's the most Gambo yeah, thing ever. Probably. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get to the Gambo masterpiece because we do have two to cover. The question is, how many points will the Arizona Cardinals score in the first quarter against the Seattle Seahawks? You've got four options. Ten plus points, seven points, three points, and as many points as Aaron Judge has hits against the Guardians. Oh, Zero. Man. That's cruel. Fourteen. So ten plus points. You're going plus? two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Wow. Um, let's, go, let, 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 let's let's end this thing with a bang. <laughs> uh, I think they will score seven points in the first quarter. I think a touchdown, a Kyler Murray five-yard touchdown run ends it. I like calling the exact play as well. Ooh, wow. Gambo, I hate to inform you, uh, 10 plus points at the bottom of the leaderboard, 12.1%. In third place is 3 points at 24.3%. In second place is 7 points with Burnsy at 29.3%. But leading the way, it's that big old fat zero at 34.3%. Come on, people responding to the poll question. Have you seen the Seattle defense? Have hey, you heard us talking about it all week? Trends are trends. They suck. Yeah. What if do not, gamblers do? They go with trends. What does the trend say? Uh, well, if you're not look, if you're not scoring first quarter points against this Seattle defense, we're in here flying all kinds of red flags on Monday about this football team. All kinds. All right, poll question number two. From small picture to big picture, not just the first quarter, but the game. Who wins and by how much? Cards by a lot or by a little? Hawks by a lot or a little? A lot is two touchdowns. Cards Ooh. by a little. Cards by a lot. Cards by a little. This one is a blowout. 51.9% saying Cardinals by a little. 27.5% saying Cardinals by a lot. That's our first double Cardinals winner of the season. 18.3% is Seahawks by a little. 2.3% is Hawks by a lot. The real Geno Smith will, the real Geno Smith will arrive. It's you the think first so? cards by Play a little out. and cards by a lot. Are the first two? Being one and two. Cards by a little has okay. always been in there. Wow. Okay. So, so well, it is the first game this year. I believe the Cardinals are favored in, right? In terms of the point spread, I think this is the that first. would make sense. I don't know I, for sure, but it would I don't make think sense. they were favored against they Carolina. They were not favored against Carolina. I think you're right. A point underdog. I think, underdog. Like a, I think yeah. this is the first game they're favored. I think you're right. Going in, so all right, good stuff on Friday. Fun on the uh, Burns and Gambo Let's Twitter go. page at Burns and Gambo. One word is where you can find on that Cliff Kingsbury today on Seattle's defense. Yeah, I think it's an ascending defense. Like I said, they're playing a bunch of young players. They decided to, to you know. Put young guys out there and let them grow on on uh, task, and uh, so they've gotten better each week. And they played some really good offenses and, and given up some some big plays here or there. But it's a group that you can tell has gotten better each week, and, and they play with a lot of effort uh, and really attack the football. You have potential. 
and you have potential. And you have potential. <laughs> Cliff, I'm surprised media members sitting in the front row weren't taken out by Cliff it. Kingsbury's Straight. nose. Ah. <laughs> wow. That's some that's some nice stuff ah. you said about that defense there, Cliff. That's Good old pine eyes coming through in the clutch. That's, uh, that's some deal. really nice stuff. Um, hmm. mm. Okay. Uh, they've been gashed the last couple of weeks by teams missing some of their best players. They're getting better. better. All the young guys are great. They're getting better. Every week, they've gotten better. Second to last in points allowed per game. Now, if okay, uh, we'll, we'll come in here with all sorts of scrambled egg on our face if this Seattle defense does shut down the Cardinals yeah. offense. All right, well, I'll come in and I'll, I'll mea culpa. I'll bust in here when Cliff is on with Wolf and Luke at 145 and apologize to him personally. You give up more rushing. You get 170 yards per game. Nobody gives up more, but they're getting better. Young team really coming at their own. Which is why, uh, you know, uh, when we start talking talking about the keys to this game. I, I mean, I, I've got four of, of them in front of me here. I, I don't think I don't think any of them are the keys to the game. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I saw a story today on a Seahawks website. Four key matchups, Cards versus Seahawks. And I would agree they're all important. I, I'm Before I even get to them, it's it's got to be the Cardinals run game versus Seattle's run defense, okay. right? Yes. It's got to yeah. be. Yeah, it's it's, it's got to be the key matchup in this game. 29th, uh, tw- uh, 29th in EPA against the run. 28th in yards per carry allowed, 26th in yards before contact. Um, their opponents are running the ball against the Seahawks an average of 34 times a game. Yes, I think that is the number one matchup to watch. The Cardinals run game, even if it doesn't have James Conner and D. Will against Seattle's rush defense. Absolutely, that's the number one matchup to key on. Yeah, I, I think so too, just because I feel like, and I get it, everybody's hurt, and I'm factoring Kyler Murray, and to be fair to the article that I read today, one of the keys that they listed was Kyler Murray versus the Seahawks front seven. I do think that's a key matchup to the game. I, I think I think Kyler Murray, you know, his we keep talking about Eno and excited to see him run. Keontae Ingram, excited to see him run. I'm excited to see what both of those guys can do with the opportunity against the defense that seems like they're pretty vulnerable and is going to yield some yards. I'm excited to see what Kyler Murray can do against that defense. Yeah. No, I really am. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, okay, there. Willie Wooney, Willie Wooney. Is he going to run or not? Is he going to run early? Is he going to Is he going to hit that magic number? Is he going to get to nine? Is he going to get to ten rushing attempts? We, we've, we've said the numbers so many times we almost know them by memory. Oh, my God. Four or less, they lose. Nine or more, they win. Right? And between four and nine, they're 500. Yeah. And, and, and between those two, they're, they're so do you, do you design more runs for him early because he's just such a threat against a defense that does not appear to stop him at all. One of the questions. Did you not think they were going to design more runs for him last week? I sure did. I sure did. I mean, maybe Cliff doesn't know these numbers. Can somebody get these numbers to Cliff? <laughs> Cliff is. Everybody's got his email? Cliff Instagram. knows these numbers. He knows. Cliff, I mean, I don't think he does. Yeah. I don't think he knows the numbers. Here are the other key somebody matchups. Somebody get these numbers to Cliff. <laughs> Here are the other key matchups. Marquise Hollywood Brown versus the Seahawks secondary. Love it. Love it. I'm going. I'm going. You got first touchdown being uh, uh, Kyler on a five-yard touchdown run. I got a bomb to Hollywood Brown. Going to get behind that defense. I'm talking about a big play, an explosive play. Seattle gives him up. I'm going first touchdown. Touchdown in a game. 
Kyler to Hollywood Brown, and Seattle misses seven tackles on the on his way to the end zone. <laughs> or maybe he just throws him a slant and seven guys miss it. But I've got Hollywood Brown on a touchdown on a throw. J.J. Watt versus the Seahawks offensive line okay. is one of the ones listed. Okay, like this is this is a good one too, right? I mean, because J.J. Watt has been a disruptive force. He's been good since he's played, and it's not the sacks, although he's got a couple of them. It's it's his ability to bat down passes at the line of scrimmage. We saw that against Carolina especially, but he's been able to disrupt some things in the backfield. He's made some plays. I mean, listen, we we all wanted J.J. Watt to get out there and play and but, but play and play well, right? Not just be out there and play, but play well to justify that contract that he's got. He has been good for the Arizona Cardinals. So yeah, that's a matchup to watch. And then finally, Buda Baker versus Geno Smith in the Seahawks running game. Okay. Uh, you know, listen, they bring Buda up to the line of scrimmage quite a bit. You know, sometimes he's he's going to show that he's blitzing, then he backs off. Sometimes he is going to come and he's going to blitz. And so they like to get after it. I think they may want to rattle Geno Smith a little bit. Buda is just a dominant player. And whatever you ask him to do, he does well. There's nothing that you ask Buda to do and he's like, I don't need, he doesn't do it. He'll do it well. So, yeah, that's something that I think Vance likes to show. He likes to show Buda up, bring that safety up to the line of scrimmage, let Geno think that he's coming, and then make a decision one way whether he's not or, or if he is or he's not. Buda's always an essential player, you know, but in this matchup, especially with Geno playing as well as he is, that entire secondary, this is a big Byron Murphy game, this is a big Buda Baker game, this is a big Jalen Thompson game because Geno Smith has been slinging it. Absolutely slinging it. When we come back, uh, if the Cardinals do go looking for pass rush help, because we know their pass rush is some of the worst in the NFL, is it going to come in a trade? A wild, but maybe somewhat believable scenario next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. All right, two quick things before we get into this proposed trade. Number one, now I understand why uh, Mitch was telling me my headphones to look at my Microsoft Teams. Because there is one small change to the Cardinals' injury report. And it's absolutely worth noting. Okay, what do you got? Byron Murphy Jr. is listed as questionable for the game on Sunday. He showed up today as limited in practice with a groin injury. Oh. So he's he's new. Okay, let me see if I can find out. He's new. So he's listed as limited. He he's he was he was he practiced in full on Wednesday and on Thursday he wasn't on the injury list. He showed up today on the injury list as limited and is now listed as questionable due to a groin injury. Okay. That's a okay. that's Noteworthy. Right, I'm, on, I'm on it. I'm on it. That's noteworthy. Um, and then, I'm hearing he's okay. It's just a strain. Okay. So I'm hearing he's okay. It's just a strain. Okay, good. Because they need him. Yeah, okay. They need him. They need him. So yeah, he should be good been, to go. Should be good. Little, should be good to go. Okay. Just a strain. Good. The other thing to mention is Philadelphia is taking the, the Atlanta Braves to the woodshed right now. Bottom of the third uh, in game three of this best of five series. Uh, and Spencer Strider has already been chased. Five earned runs in two and a third. He walked two, struck out four. He's no Zach Allen. Gave up a three-run homer to Reese Hoskins. And then Bryce Harper came in and hit a two-run shot as well. All as part of a six-run bottom of the third inning for you like Philly. Bryce Harper? Um, I don't mind Bryce Harper. Okay. Yeah, you? Harper or Bregman? Who do you, who do you hate more? Oh, Bregman. Okay. Easy. 
Harper's kind of easy to hate, too, I think. I, I don't mind him. I don't mind. Bregman is, he rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Harper, I, I, I don't know. I don't mind him as much. Okay. I, I'm fine with him. I'm fine with him. Two-run homer, Philly, uh, and they're still in the third, by the way. There's only two outs. They're still uh, with a runner on, so there's more opportunity to Schmitz add there. Schmidt's coming up next, and Lazinski on deck. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going back. No, 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 no. The Cardinals pass rush. Um, you hear Vance Joseph describe it. And, hey, we're fine not getting sacks. He said that like a week and a half ago. Now, whether he actually believes that or not, I don't know. I'm well, not but, but his point was that everybody gets rid of the ball so damn quick, right? I mean, that was one of the points he yeah. made. Is Man, these quarterbacks are getting rid of the ball so quick. Like, I'm not, you know, we're not going to have all these sacks. But relative to other teams in the NFL, they're still, I think, last in sacks yeah. in the National Football yeah. League. So, I mean, you can you can blame it on, you know, quick-triggered quarterbacks getting rid of the ball fast, and that explains part of it. But relative to the other teams in the NFL, you're still lagging behind. You're lagging way behind. They didn't, you know, the Pass rush has come from the defensive line for the most part so far. J.J. Watt, Zach Allen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We haven't really seen a lot of it coming from you know where it traditionally comes from, right? The outside yeah. linebackers and the edge and things like that. So fast forward now to a trade suggestion that I believe was made by yes Bleacher Report and uh, five wild NFL trade ideas that actually make sense before the 2022 let me, deadline. Let me give you the other ones before we hit the card. Sure, please. Steelers send Chase Clay pool to the Packers, the wide receiver, because the Packers need receiver help. Okay, The Eagles, uh, Philadelphia Eagles left tackle Andre Dillard to the Giants. Ooh, okay. So Giants are struggling to protect the quarterback a little bit. They've got, you know, the Eagles have a lot of depth there. Okay. Dolphins tight end Mike Gazeki to the Jags. All right. And then Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey to the Washington Commanders. I don't know why Washington, even though they won that game, that boring ass game last night, I don't know why they would, why McCaffrey would want to be there. Please, later Bernsey's going to go over some of the Thursday night football numbers that are going to absolutely blow your mind because my mind went. Oh, when you saw, the, I saw that the, too. The offense yeah, of the, the two Thursday God. night games yeah. the last two weeks. No, truly so watching pain dry is a serious option rather than watching Thursday Night Football. It's uh, legitimate these days. <laughs> That's very yeah. funny. Alright, so now that we now that we covered all that, let's get to the one that mentions the Arizona Cardinals. And the one that mentions the Arizona Cardinals, Broncos outside linebacker Bradley Chubb to the Arizona look him, Cardinals. Look at him shaking his head right there. Look at him shaking his head. Your team sucks. Oh, you're talking about Mitch. Mitch, Mitch who's a Broncos Bronco fan. fan. Your yeah. team sucks. Hatch's team sucks. They're no good. Um, so <laughs> Hatch is our boss, by the way, who's yeah. also a Broncos yeah, fan. Yeah, he's a Broncos fan. So, I mean, listen, this is this is interesting. All right, Arizona's middle of the pack with only 43 pressures this season. They're not getting to the quarterback, right? They've got a league-low six sacks. And, you know, if you put him and J.J. Watt together, you might have something. So I have, this is an interesting thing to look at. Now, he's going to be a free agent. I was looking at Chubb's contract before this. He's going to be a free agent, so you would have to so, you know, do, what do you pay to rent him and what do you pay if you think you're going to be able to resign him, right? Those are two different things. Well, you, you get a guy that you know is going to be here for two or three years, you don't mind giving up the inventory. This is his last year and then he's an unrestricted free agent. He was the number five overall pick in 2018. He's not even old. Yet, like, you're going to have to you're going to have to, you would have to pay him. You'd have to pay up. Uh, his numbers are 
it's it's they're salivating. I mean, you you look at him and you go, oh my god! It's just everything the Cardinals don't have defensively. He's played in all five games so far this year. He has five and a half sacks. He has eight quarterback hits. He has four tackles for loss. He has seventeen tackles on the season. He's forced two fumbles. He's defensed one pass. I mean, it's just like yes, 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 yes. Now the cost would be enormous, enormous. You know, because he's because you he's the kind of guy that the inventory you would have to give up to get him. You'd have to pay him to keep him. You You have have to. to. Yeah. You can't justify giving up because you're talking about at least a first rounder, if not more, to get a premier player. Denver doesn't have a first rounder this year, right? I I, I mean, unless they got it from somebody else. That is correct. They gave up two first and two seconds and a fifth, I think, for Russell Wilson. So So they may want that first rounder badly. Badly want that. I I think any conversation for Bradley Chubb starts with a first rounder. I I think that's the ground floor. And you work your way up if you're Denver because I think you can get more than that for a premier pass rusher, who, albeit he's missed a bunch of games. He only played in seven games last year. He only played in four in 2019. He's had his share of injuries and, and missed time and things like that. Um, but but he's 26 years old. He's a premier player at a premier position. They're expensive. You pay a lot of money for him. You have to give up a lot of draft picks. I'd be, I'd be interested but only with... See, now you're starting to talk about, okay, you gotta pay Byron Murphy, and you gotta pay Zach Allen, and you're gonna have to pay Hollywood Brown, and you're gonna have to pay back Bradley Chubb, mm-hmm. and now you, you make no a trade for a rookie him. contract. And the then, rookie contract ends. Yeah, Kyler's, you know, his yeah. cap number. I think it's still manageable this year. Next year goes way up as part of his new deal, and and it's you know you're you, you we've always said. You can massage the cap and do what you want to do, but you're kicking cans way down the road. You'll yeah. pay for it later at some point. You got to be willing to give him the cash to make this happen. You, you, you can't trade for Bradley Chubb unless you sign him to an extension. You, you just can't. You it's irresponsible if you don't. Yeah. So Kyler's got a actually next year in 2023. His cap number is 16. Then oh, it's Ky- not bad. Okay. Then then it goes to 51. <sighs> 51, 45, 55, 43. That was a very real noise I just made, by the way. That was a real noise. I wasn't wasn't faking that. His cap number is 16, then it goes to (laughs) 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 (laughs